You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so grateful that you are with us today. I don't want you to miss this episode of the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast for anything. Today, I am joined by marriage experts, former therapists turned coaches, Chris and Jamie Bailey of Expedition Marriage. This is one of my favorite Instagram accounts. This couple is just showing, I think, their next level in the sense that they show me the next iteration of marriage after kids and how much fun they're having together with their grown children, but also just with each other. And you'll hear their analogies for journeys at different times. Their awesome name, Expedition Marriage, lends to that and their website. So I'll leave that all in the show notes. But we are still talking about intimacy. Not only are we going to briefly cover their 6-9 marriage, and that's their pairing and they're very social, and you're going to hear that come out in their conversation too, but you're also really going to hear a lot of great depths for your relationship intimacy. So whether you have a faith life or not, they have got it going on for how to help you to feel closer. Because at the end of the day, what Wes and I were talking about this this morning, and I was hearing about it on another podcast where a guy was saying the same thing. When robots replace a lot of humanity, there will always be an essential need for human touch together and human connection. And that can never be replaced. But we continue to try along with you to balance out our self-care, balance out our instincts, balance out doing our Enneagram work. But above all, A lot of that is in marriage, you do need some one-to-one connection and movies are not going to cut it, you know? And so you have to be able to say, how can we get even closer? How can we fall away from some of our oldest, most archaic, most unhealthy inner dialogues that we're saying about ourselves or our partners. And it's going to be through healthy vulnerability every single time. So that's what Chris and Jamie are doing for us today and with us today. In addition to all of the many podcasts we've been able to talk through this whole month of July, they're finishing us up with this episode. And I'm glad we added it in as just one final combo about this because it's needed. And then we are jumping into August, new topics, all of that very soon. But I just wanted to make sure we hit this topic because it is that important. And it does lend to our topic we're going to be covering for the rest of August, and that is going to be physical fitness. So this is getting us started with let's get physical, and then we will continue the conversation on how we can be at our very best in marriage with our physical health. And that is often not fully in our control, but the elements that are, we're going to take those on together. So can't wait for that. If you are following along just lightly here or with the Enneagram and Marriage Relationship Glow Planner, you're turning the page and we are heading into the August 2022 month of physical fitness. So to pause as couples to say, where do we want to improve? 
Where do we already feel like we might be overdoing? What health checkups do we need? And we haven't talked about this at large since January together here. And so this is so important that we check in on you so you have energy to give and to bring to this marriage. So very thankful, excited for that with you. Let's talk with Jamie and Chris of Expedition Marriage on how they get moving in the bedroom and outside of it. And they have such good tips for us. Hi guys, Chris and Jamie. I'm so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast today. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. Yay. Okay. Well, I would love to introduce you more to our audience. You guys have a huge Instagram. You have a beautiful ministry and life together that I love to see. You always encourage me. Can you tell our people a little bit about yourselves? Well, sure. Yeah. Um, well, we're, and I, we heard that on one of your podcasts, we are both have our, our master's in, in counseling. And so, you know, we're, we're counselor therapists who have turned coaches. Yeah. So, well, we, with everything, you know, be in the way we can reach more people as coaches is, is what it yeah, is. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. And so what happened with us, you know, as therapists in private practice, mm-hmm. we would see, you know, lots of individuals and we would see some couples, but what we were finding was so many of the individuals that we saw we're all coming from broken homes. Mm-hmm. And so they all were, you know, being raised up in dysfunctional families and then, you know, having the side effects of that later on in life. And that's when we decided to turn and make a shift towards, we've got to get to the root of this problem. Cause we were putting out, you know, all these fires <laughs> with a squirt gun. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we turned and we started addressing marriages and that's where our real passion for marriage and family mm-hmm. came alive at. Right. Well, mm-hmm. you know, that was, yeah, and that's the, the guess the birth of expedition marriage, because we really wanted to get in front of it, be a little more proactive, try to help people before they're in the ditch and the, and the mm-hmm. car was, you know, burst into flames, oh. you know, right. Catch it when, the, when, when the blinking light that's a check engine was, was going on, you know, get, that, get them there. That's right. That's right. Wow. And what a beautiful analogy for expedition marriage that even helps me to know more because I've loved following your journey and your account. Um, And not knowing that it just makes me even more excited for us to get you today because a lot of people listening, yes, they may have their coach or counselor, but just to be able to listen and glean tips from a couple who says, Hey, we can come after the fact, but some of the bad stuff you could potentially do, you haven't done yet. (laughs) So let's, (laughs) let's try to save you from making any worse mistakes, right? Yes. That's the goal. That is it. Yeah. Before the pain cycle digs real deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And just beautiful that you guys have been able to reach more people. I can absolutely see that. And I know at the end of today, you'll tell us more about how others can catch up with you too. Tell me about how you two met. I know you're a nine and six on the Enneagram. Yes. <laughs> and he's a very extroverted nine, which I don't think is all that common, but yeah. we actually met with him singing at a karaoke bar. <laughs> oh, really? So we, yeah. Yes. Yes. And so I was actually just newly out of a marriage. I was in the middle of a really bad divorce. I was in a domestic violence situation and I came from a whole lot of dysfunction and all of that. And I had already had a little baby, was not looking to meet anybody, went out and here this guy was singing Billy Joel karaoke. <laughs> oh, that's attractive though. Billy Joel is amazing. I, I gotcha. 
Yes, yeah, yes. Obviously, in some honesty, right? Yeah, that's right. And and it was just really good. And we just connected right away. Oh yeah. And then we proceeded to do absolutely everything, everything wrong. wrong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so you together. know, we we weren't believers, didn't know the Lord then, so mm-hmm. we really just butchered everything. Yeah, moved and, in with each other within six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was. We've learned a lot. We'll just say we are we are equipped now to help anybody through just about anything because. <laughs> we've gone through it ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, been there, done that, tried that did not work so well, but this is the cool part of the story. Grace, right? Like totally God's grace came in for you because so many times we don't do what's right. And we're just like, I want to do this. It fits right, especially within your trauma pieces, but it Mm -hmm. really did not fit well. And so then you had to discover what did. So you fell in love, you were connected, but it sounds like you did not have good tools. We did not have the tools. Um, Definitely Mm -hmm. our backgrounds did not equip us for what we were getting into with each other. No, not at all. And, you know, and I think him as a nine by nature, he's more passive Mm -hmm. and more worried about, you know, keeping me happy. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as a six who grew up in dysfunction, I was very quick to give him all the demands of exactly how he could make me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Because I needed that constant reassurance. And in the beginning, like it was, it seemed like a really great thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I had all these needs and he knew how to calm all my fears and and meet all of them. I could fill her needs. I was needed. Yes. I was put up on a pedestal. I loved it. It was great until he kept falling off so quickly. Until that pedestal gets smaller and taller. (laughs) Yes. Ironically, he was not there to meet all of my needs. That is not (laughs) the design. That was was really weird. I know. That's funny because the hilarious part is like, of course, like you said, young marriage, it seemed to, it was that early stage of the shine that I talk about, like everything seems good. And there's this early healing, but it's more surface level. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. but you couldn't heal the deep wounds in one another. And, and even it sounds like even where there weren't deep wounds, sometimes we create those in early marriage together. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. it's so true. Oh yeah, we get into these patterns that just start to dig these trenches, these ruts, and and find these you know these elements of hurts that start coming out, and that those start to multiply and become more and more frequent, and then we're just now everything is is negatively skewed, and we're just hurting each other by you know any Trying conversation. Trying to protect ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of self protection. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I love hearing that. I know you guys have looked at our Enneagram six and nine deep dives. I know you've done your work with God and like you said, your own total therapy journeys together um, and apart. Um, What do you feel like really helped you guys to, to learn when you were on the up and up, like really learning about yourselves and how you could grow just in general, even before we get to the between the sheets conversation? Well, in in my life, at least, like the Enneagram has helped me (laughs) so much Mm -hmm. because um, it just put words to things of how I was feeling all the time and why everything. And I would constantly be called a pessimist and and everything, all the, and it's negative. And I'm not negative. I'm a realist. Right. I would say that so many times. I'm I'm a realist, but Mm -hmm. it's because I would have all these what if thinking and all this fear. So I could accomplish what was right and good and Mm -hmm. safe and, and great. And so understanding the Enneagram and how I'm wired helped me a lot with, with personal growth. Mm -hmm. And it also, you know, helped me realize I don't need to 
you know, believe every thought, every fear, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm having. And, you know, sometimes my first filter is more negative. It's what mm-hmm. could go wrong, what could be bad. And mm-hmm. I have to go through all that in order to get to what is good and what is right. Well, and I'd like to even mm-hmm. to qualify, maybe not in first thought as negative, but first thought's protective. It is protective. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the, what I learned from Jamie is I, cause I've viewed it as negative, right? I would come up with these ideas. I'd say this stuff and, you know, and I literally dream sucker. (laughs) That went over well. (laughs) Cause I'm like, ah, you're a dream sucker. Every time I had these ideas, you just want to, you know, just poke holes at them all that. But what I realized it was the, these protective aspects of the six, because she wanted me to have success and and loved me and wanted to have Mm -hmm. that me to be accomplished. She was trying to help out with the possible pitfalls mm-hmm. so that way I would be aware of them so that and avoid way them. I could avoid them or be prepared for them. Because, mm. you know, in my, in my excited <laughs> nightness, right, you know, it's, you know, this is the fun part. Then let me, let's just run without really getting set. Right. Yeah. And that is not what I'm about either. And so <laughs> I've, I've really learned, you know, to just execute and not have to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. you know, and learn that it is okay if things do, do go wrong. I've learned how to be able to depend on him mm-hmm. more and trust him without trying to figure out everything without trying to take over mm-hmm. a lot. And so, you know, being mm-hmm. a six and a nine, a nine is where I should be going to in health. Mm-hmm. And so the good news is, is I have a wonderful example <laughs> of yeah. that piece and that yeah. rest in front of me. The bad news is, is I have this example all the time in front of me of when I need to grow and stuff. And so that's, it's the challenge, but it's really, it's, Uh it's worked for me. It helps me. And then for him as a nine, he goes to a six under stress. Well, yeah. And that's, and that, which is helpful for me to know, but because it, it's allowed for me to, to grow in empathy for Jamie, because, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because that's where all the scary clowns are. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. So, and I love, oh, go ahead, please. It's, you know, so yeah, so I, I am able to see more of that because the run, we've had situations and lost and, you know, and tr- our own trials and then in our, our journey where I've, you know, have gone to six and have run a lot of worst case scenarios. Um, and wow. And went, wow. So this is, I don't want to live here. I don't like, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I like just my, you know, kick the can down the road and everything will be okay. <laughs> right. And it's so funny because if you go there without stopping at the three point, Chris, and you aren't, you know, all executed and have used some of your energy that you've been saving in your nine at this three point, and you don't uh, let some of that go. When you get to six, you have way too much energy left, you know, potential (laughs) energy. And then also with Jamie, if you don't stop your, this is just a stopping point at nine. And I always want to tell six is this nine is your stopping point for a rest because you desperately need a rest, but then you have to get up and go to that three and which you totally do. And you run with your business that keeps you guys so balanced. And I love how you understand each other's rhythms because you're in this inner triangle of the Enneagram, the nine, six, three. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it has, was, it was very helpful understanding that and getting insight. Now, of course, sometimes when Jamie goes into three, then it kicks in my one wing and I'm like, no, <laughs> I appreciate you want to get it done, but let's get it done this way. Right. The right way. 
Oh my god. Which is growth yeah. because right, because normally I'm used to be hey, let's just go along, let's just coast and all that. But it's like now, you know, as I'm getting older, it's like, no, no. And, mm. and so, like, for example, we were doing some work on some furniture. James, like, do you really have to sand it that much? And I'm like, yes, because if I'm gonna sand it for for as much as I have started, I'm gonna do it all the way. Yes, yeah. So, but it has been so insightful for us to learn how each other thinks mm-hmm. and so we can work together. Yeah, we can support each other better and we can know where our growth areas are. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just an invaluable tool for for us as a couple, I think. Yeah, we've loved it. Oh, I'm so glad you guys. That is so beautiful and I can I think everyone listening, we can feel how you're using it and loving hearing the integration of wings arrows because we're really all learning together that we want the best of all the types. And so when you say, gosh, that stretches me over here and over here in these unpredictable patterns, it's so gorgeous for your marriage. Um, and then I love how you guys said that when Jamie gets stuck on troubleshooting, which you both agreed you definitely need, you're <laughs> kind of now both able to say, wait, we have to get some momentum or we'll never move. So it's neat to see mm-hmm. how you're both really titrating together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Neither one of us are the best executors. Right. And so, but fortunately for us, our oldest daughter is a three. So she gets us going. (laughs) Yeah. We have a great little thing going between the three of us, but yeah, execution has been one of the things that we've had to work on a lot. Mm -hmm. I just heard that from a couple yesterday with two withdrawing types and they said we could be on the couch for hours. And it was just so interesting because here I was like, Wes and I have to slow down and neither of us will. And I don't think people realize sometimes that there's not only a shadow of each type, but because we're couples, there's a couple shadow and it it can look different in different seasons of life. So I know we could talk on that all day, but today (laughs) and all month, we're talking about intimacy. We're going so deep. And I want to ask you guys, if you can give us some tips on that, you probably know this, of course, but one of the issues we've been coming up with lately is that as we look at patriarchy, as we look at male and female differences, we're seeing that by some great standards, we've come to this space where we have some of these not over and under, but sometimes people are treating it like male and females are over and under males are the stronger energy. Females are the weaker. Some of this is by nature, just because women need to pause to nurse, to take care. Some of it is beautiful because we want some softness and we want some firmness. But what I'm noticing in research, in pornography studies, in everything that sometimes it's coming out in a really negative way in bedrooms. And that instead of just being playful, people can be downright domineering and even hurt one another. And that more and more we're seeing this as what we're protesting in the streets. We're loving in the sheets. And so how have you guys navigated some of this with, with this cultural issue with just your own marriage? Well, I think what society has done Mm -hmm. has tried to, and forever, you know, forced us in individual boxes. Mm-hmm. This is what males are. This is what males do. This is what women are. This is what women do. And like you were saying, you know, one is stronger than the other. And, but the reality is, is God made us to need one another. Mm-hmm. You know, both the male mm-hmm. and the female are to be a reflection of God. We both have attributes mm-hmm. that are godly attributes and they're best served together. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the first step in all of that is, you know, kind of a perspective shift mm-hmm. and understanding we don't need to be all masculine, all feminine. There's room and there's need for both. 
and we need it, you know, in each other, you know, as a woman who I, you know, I have more, you know, female qualities that, that I pursue female traits and stuff, but I need the masculine traits that he offers me his insight, his perspective, his, you know, strength that's different than mine Mm -hmm. are things that add value to my life. And so I think, you know, having a healthy respect of there's no right or wrong, there's no better or worse, and there's both, but it needs to be that healthy perspective, because when we bring it into the bedroom, you know, because you're talking about porn, you know, things like that, that is going to shift the picture of what this looks like. Mm -hmm. And so that's all fantasy. It's all, you know, we've got a high you know, consistency of, of abuse in pornographic, you know, movies and videos and all of that and, and violence. And that is not masculine. Mm. The world may Mm. say, you know, domineering and controlling is masculine, but that is not what God says. Mm. No, it's a twisting of it. It's (sighs) which of course is exactly what the enemy wants to do is take something and twist it enough. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to completely change it. Just twist it enough where it skews it and people follow a wrong picture. They have a wrong perception because, Mm. you know, if we kind of start off, uh, let's, like Jamie was saying, our differences are really add growth. They mm-hmm. they add insights. We can gain from one another because we, you know, Jamie's, you know, we had three daughters. I was able to gain a lot from Jamie, you know, raising mm-hmm. three daughters, yes. you know, being able to have that better understanding of, okay. And, and, mm-hmm. and even understanding if I raise my voice, I'm yelling, even if yes. I'm not, <laughs> even if I'm not yelling. Um, I'm, <laughs> yeah. so, so, but, but the, all of that outside of the bedroom, translates into the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's, it's, it starts there. So, you know, am I being loving, mm-hmm. right? And that's the, the greatest command, love God, love others is, is what I'm doing being loving, whether it's a, a masculine or feminine energy, right? Whether, wherever it's at it, you know, cause love is not self-seeking. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it's not looking to, you know, harm it, it actually love protects it mm-hmm. endures. Right. So it, it, if we're not, you know, being, having humility and, and considering others more than ourselves, then we're probably looking at a wrong picture that's driving our, our choices. That's driving right. our, our, our actions. Right. And, and that's one of the questions I think when it comes to, you know, sexual intimacy and, and all that, because there is a difference, you know, we've got just sex, which is a lot of what pornography is, a lot of what the world portrays, you know, it's like sex. Mm -hmm. That's about pleasure. That's about the body. But within marriage, that is not what God is calling us to. He wants us to have that sexual intimacy, which is about connection and which Mm -hmm. is about the whole person, not just this act, not just this physical act. And I think in the bedroom, the question needs to be, you know, is what we're doing good for both of us? Mm -hmm. Is it something that I'm lovingly sacrificing to do because I I want to meet this need for my spouse? Is it pleasurable for my spouse? Are we connecting, you know, for it? Is it good? You know, we've got first Corinthians 6, 12, you know, the verse about everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're not called to be mastered by anything. And that includes in the bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, not one person should be domineering or in control in the bedroom. It's about connecting two people. 
And so we need that proper image of what sex should really look like. And that image comes from God, not from pornography, not from, you know, the bachelor, not from, you know, wherever (laughs) else in society. So we have to have that proper image first before we can determine, you know, what is good and what is okay and what is beneficial in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love that. And I love that reminder, just even that um, people have tried to, like you said, overly polarize us when God has Mm -hmm. gifted us with all these different traits. And as you, I love how you underlyingly mentioned that, you know, people have different iterations of these traits, but to be able to have some balance and polarity has been part of what attracts you, but also you've learned from one another and it hasn't made you androgynous as a couple either, uh, because there's no such thing as perfect balance as one of my uh, wonderful doctoral uh, students in my class recently said with Enneagram and marriage certification, um, and she's certified, but she said, you know, it's not about perfect balance. It's about rhythms. And I love that you're saying when we're finding our healthy bedroom rhythms or life rhythms, I love how you said it translates all across the board. And I think that's what people don't realize is that if you're exuding these traits in the bedroom where you're harming one another, it's coming out in your life in some sideways way. So Mm -hmm. it's beautiful for me to hear you saying we're taking the ancient wisdom of the Bible. A lot of my listeners are Christians uh, Mm -hmm. and those who aren't still often respect the ancient wisdom. And then we also have new research telling us this is not working for people as I've been sharing on episodes when people are hurting each other. So while it might be temporarily working for an orgasm, you guys are reminding us this comes out in your families. It comes out everywhere. If you're not treating each other with love and respect in those sheets. Oh, absolutely. And in one of the challenges that I've been having lately is that people have been making sex really an idol. Mm-hmm. It's like, like somehow this is the end all be all, oh, you know, and, and I think we forgot that it's a tool to enhance the, the marriage. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a an ending point a or a conquer. culmination. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or a quest, you know, sort of, so just the orgasm itself, it shouldn't be the goal. It's mm-hmm. the, the connection should be the goal having, you know, the orgasm, having, you know, the oxytocin, the bonding of that's available through that. Those are things that help just enhance the, the marriage. Mm-hmm. So are, mm-hmm. is what we're doing, enhancing the marriage, enhancing the relationship, or is what we're doing for personal just gratification, mm-hmm. just to, you know, to have our own pleasure. That is such a great reminder. And you bring us back to some of our recent Monday and Wednesday episodes when we've been saying, and I, I, I love that it's not just me talking. I love having guests. So people are like, there are other people who feel this and there are experts. There are two therapists here turned coaches here. Plus me reminding you guys that love is the goal here. And I think that mm-hmm. baseline, like you said, people are going back to baseline, almost animal level of the bottom rung of the hierarchy of sexual needs, which is okay. Uh, we know that sometimes orgasm can bring a bit of a release physically and like, that's good research. And this is how often people mm-hmm. typically enjoy sex. But when you come to the end of the day, whether you've had a great orgasm or not, the goal is connection and love, right? Exactly. Right. And if you think about like, you know, sex, according to God is meant for so much more. I mean, procreation is one of them, but there, and some people will get stuck just on that, Mm -hmm. but there's so Mm -hmm. much more, you know, and unity is something that is incredibly important to God. What better place to find unity 
than when you physically come together, you know, and, and have that union in the bedroom as a couple and, and sex, according to God, there's so much comfort, you know, provided in sex. And and when you're living a stressful life, if you're grieving and things like that, we have examples in the Bible of, you know, being comforted during grief. And there's so much, it's such a beautiful opportunity to love one another fully and also to be fully known. I don't think you can be as fully Mm -hmm. known by someone, you know, other than your spouse and in the bedroom, that's the most vulnerable and intimate position we can be in is, you know, when we're in our rooms together. And that is a beautiful trait of what God has created sex to be about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whether it's Mm -hmm. in the bedroom or out of the bedroom, when the other person's vulnerable, that is not an opportunity to take advantage of that. That is an opportunity to protect their heart. Mm -hmm. Mm, Oh my gosh. You really just painted a picture even visually of the way that primates, um, differ from lower animals when they're being physically intimate, because there's a heart to heart. We're exposing the most vulnerable organs. And there's this upper level understanding that we were created for something deeper and richer. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're not, it's one of the only, you know, humans are one of the only beings that, and obviously we're the the highest being in all of creation (laughs) um, under God, but there's, you know, there's this understanding that the others have to watch out and protect and be in fear. And we don't have that. So it's neat for me to hear you guys saying like, don't forget this whole purpose is this union and you guys becoming one in a way that you really can't do with anyone else. And I mean, you could, but you lose the union when you invite others into this picture of sacred understanding together. And you come to that sexual subtype. A lot of you guys listening know like, Oh, I'm a sexual subtype. Like if you are the sexual subtype, that's all about becoming one as we recently heard uh, on mm-hmm. this podcast. So it's just, thank you. Cause you're helping people to clarify the vulnerability is a good thing. Cause I know a lot of people fear vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. Oh, it's scary. We'd love to see it in other people, but we do not want to do it ourselves. <laughs> yes. I've been challenging myself with that this month too. It's not yes. easy. Look at them. They're so strong. Look at them. They're showing their vulnerability. You know, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yes, but it's what 100. bonds us the most, you know, vulnerability mm-hmm. is needed in a marriage. And we see lots of couples who aren't willing to have that vulnerability or where it's not safe to mm-hmm. be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And Mm. those are the couples that drift apart the fastest. And so we Mm. need to be sharing everything going on in our lives and our hurts and our struggles and all of that. And when we do all that, you know, when we connect emotionally, even outside of the bedroom, like Chris was talking about, it makes the connection in the bedroom all the better. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And that brings us to our tips and you've been alluding to inviting God in and I would love, and our audience would love to hear what are two or three tips you have for couples who want to invite more, whether it's in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom, more intimacy into their life and marriage together. Well, I think, you know, to keep it simple, but not to be too simple, you've got to start outside of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And if you're really drifted far apart and you haven't been having sex, which there's a lot of couples who just aren't having much sex at all, much less good connected sex. Mm. And I just want to tell, like, if that is you, it's okay. You can start small. You can start. And if you're not ready to spill your heart and to share, you know, hey, this is what I like in the bedroom. This is what feels good to me. And more intimate, vulnerable things like that. You can start with talking about your day with a cup of coffee in your hand on your front porch. 
Oh my! And gosh, so you've you. got to make yeah. you've got to make time to actually talk and to connect and just share with one another. You know what? I got mad about this today. I'm having a hard time with this today. Or, hey, what do you think about the weather? If that's your starting place, but you're not ever going to really arrive in the bedroom in a connected manner if you can't connect outside of it. Right. And so that would be tip number one. You're going through this journey together. You're, you're, you're partnership, you're, you're friends, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing that part, then just getting going at the last minute in the, at, at the last part of the night and then deciding to, to go through this, it's, it's not going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. One that I would suggest is start earlier in the day, mm-hmm. right? Just based off of that idea, you know, it, it could be conversations, but also if you have a notion or if you have idea you know, the more we let the other person in on that idea, then the more they can warm up to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, uh, we, we were teaching a class one time and, and somebody had joked about like, you know, um, sending a text and saying, Hey, you better you know eat a healthy lunch. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but, but just that idea. So it's not just something that we attempt at the last minute at night and the other person didn't even get a chance to warm up to the idea. And they're mm-hmm. kind of caught by surprise because, you know, it's like, I've been running around. This is the first second I've had to myself. Mm-hmm. And now you're, you're bringing this idea up and no, so no wonder there's, there's mm-hmm. re- rejection in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of things, you know, cause he, you bring up a great point with that. You know, I've been running around all day. There's a lot of, especially, I, I think this is more so for women who are, you know, maybe are stay at home moms or working moms and then parenting and they're come at all day long and they're mentally on all day long. And then just expected to leave all that <laughs> where it's like when you are under that kind of stress and, and mentally you're thinking all day long and people grabbing at you all day, little toddlers, you know, it's hard to flip that switch. Mm -hmm. And so part of that, maybe that porch time talking is sharing that exhaustion, sharing Mm -hmm. how I'm feeling. And when you, when I, you know, I can come to Chris and say, Hey, I am so run down and so overwhelmed and so tired when I share that with him and he meets that mental need an emotional need of mm-hmm. listening and trying to understand me mm-hmm. that will quickly translate into him being able to meet that need for me physically. Yeah. That's relational. because that is comfort. That is, mm. I want more of that in mm. even a physical fashion now. Yeah. And, and wow. let's just, let's just throw this out guys who are hearing that don't try to fix it. Well, you just not need, don't need it. No fixing is not relational. <laughs> so stay relational and just listen and empathize. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh my gosh. And we can't be reminded of these things enough because just guys haven't by that whole patriarchal standard, they have had to protect and hunt. And this right. is a time when we can actually take some breaths together. Even if we're still learning culturally one-to-one, you guys can be doing the work where you might say, I don't know how to fix this as a culture, whatever side you're on, because the world is sort of polarized. Um, I think it's important to say in this family, we're learning how can men lean in and be softer, but yet still masculine. And in particular, how can this man do that? And, and like you said, this is a very simple tip for guys, Chris, is just listen, just empathize. Even if you can't fully empathize and put yourself inside, show compassion And that's Mm -hmm. huge. And I love how you guys also said um, you gave the permission, Jamie, to say, if you can't do this perfectly, just start small, because I think people hear sometimes like, man, I've been doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. And I love the grace you're giving to our audience today. So thank you so far on all these amazing tips. (laughs) <laughs> That's great. And to, you know, give one for the guys here for the women, you know, because guys, you know, if we're going to be, you know, talking about the, you know, 
the masculine and feminine sides here, a lot of men aren't that good with their emotions. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to handle their stress. They're keeping it all in because it's not good to share. They're men. They should not be sharing these things and all of that. scary. Right, right. And, and one thing that can help with that is for wives to remember like how much friendship and fun is important to their husbands. Mm. That's something I think universally men like to have fun. They like to play. They like to, you know, connect side to side and do things like that. And so sometimes a quicker way to connect in the bedroom is to connect through fun and friendship outside of it. And so beyond just the him, you know, needing to listen to her, but she needs to play with him some too, because, you know, going out for a walk, going, running together, you know, maybe that's not your thing. It wouldn't be our thing here, (laughs) but, you know, playing a game, watching a good, you know, show together, something like that, Mm -hmm. that is a stress reliever to a lot of men. And so our talking and sharing, they may very well need to just go play and burn some stress off. Mm. And so that's a way wives can, can kind of meet a need for our husbands as well. So you don't ever friendship is foundational for marriages. Some of the healthiest marriages, I think the couples that have been surveyed who have been married like 50 years and more, Mm -hmm. that's their number one answer is what has made their marriage last. It's friendship. Mm. And so our friendship needs to be really strong in our marriages as well. Mm. Wow. That's a fantastic tip. And it really reminds us like, allow your spouse to play with you. And some Mm. of this, I think like, I think I hear little threads too, where I'm like, oh, and that Enneagram type is better at this and that one. And some of us who are even female who are in the five, seven, um, some of the other numbers, we don't always necessarily come away from our focus or we don't always want to use emotions. So I think whoever it is, even if it's not the guy, try to um, try to lean in. But a lot of females, including myself, because we do have a softer time in the month, if we're having a, a traditional cycle, then mm-hmm. we, we do come into those emotions. So we do have a bit more access, even if we're that thinking type. So um, when you have access Getting softer in emotions is beautiful. And I love you guys reiterating that play is a way to do that. And it's a safe way. And I also hear you saying like what comes into the bedroom or outside of the bedroom translates into the other space too, because those of us who are self-preserving subtypes, we like to have our plans anyway, whatever type we are. So I'm just echoing back that whole idea of giving your spouse some warning earlier in the day that Chris gave as well, so that people can get a little bit of a heads up. We were just talking about that in our family yesterday with my husband doing devotionals and he kind of slides them out as a type one out of nowhere. (laughs) And I'm like, why do I feel like we're being cheated? Like this is God's word, but I'm mad, you know, he was like, it was such a funny conversation because it's like, Krista, you're literally clanking around doing dishes, researching, like, why aren't you settled down? And I'm like, I'm just like kind of shocked that you just threw this out. And then I, I saw our donut pan and I was doing some Marie Kondoing and I was like, I remember when we did donut devos where it was like a planned time. And so like just bringing planning into your life or your sex life can make somebody feel so good. And he goes, I love that. Like he wasn't averse. And I think that's also helpful is when the other spouse who might not be naturally a planner leans in and says, okay, like you're helping me to see what your block was. 
And now we can come back together to one of these purposes so that we still get our friendship. So we still get our intimacy, but it's, it's safe to both of us. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I think that's great. Cause I think we can get stuck on your way is wrong. Why would you think that way? <laughs> it makes no sense that you need to plan to have a devotion time, you know, but it, it is about creating that rhythm and that flow of what can mm-hmm. I learn from you and what can I learn from you to help me grow? And also what can I learn about you to help me love you better? Yeah. Mm. And that's what it's about. That's it. No, I love that. You guys give us so much from like, you're really bringing it home. That love is the biggest gift. And you're bringing home the idea that sacrificing for one another is good because into the era of, oh no, it has to be about me only when Mm -hmm. God says, love others as you love yourself. And some people may be leaning too far. I mean, there's definitely, you know, you don't want, we're not advocating anyone to be a doormat. We're not, certainly we never advocate for any kind Mm -hmm. of abuse or, or, you know, yeah, the goal is for both couples to be loving sacrificially. Mm -hmm. So what we see, a lot is <clears throat> normally the woman who mm-hmm. will love and take that command to be the godly wife and to love sacrificially when there's a lot of stuff she shouldn't be putting up with. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we'll see the men and this could certainly go both ways, mm-hmm. but a lot of the men will, you know, they will harp on, here's everything you're supposed to be doing as my wife. Mm-hmm. And it's all about self-pleasure. It's all right. about what you're supposed to do for me, where the goal is to have individuals who are looking to God going, what are you asking of me? Mm-hmm. And and that's where we want to get. But yeah, we'll see it in all different ways. The the overgiving, the over sacrificing, mm-hmm. expecting nothing in return, mm-hmm. and the under sacrificing as you I will only give to you once you're done giving to me. Mm-hmm. And and neither with the neither of those places will lead you anywhere good. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow. That's a real, that's, I hope people will really chew on that because whatever Enneagram type you are, I've seen the most unsuspecting types do that and lay down like a doormat, you know, because they're like, mm-hmm. I want you to prove for me deep down that I'm not worthy, that I'm full of shame. And, you know, mm-hmm. these things can come out in the bedroom, these deep issues. And instead sure. you're saying, no, lift each other up, love each other, respect each other on both sides. And now you're bringing people to a beautiful life outside of the bedroom together too. Wow. Oh, I was just going to say real fast. One of the things that people forget is God's word is meant to be protective. Yeah. It's filled, it's filled with boundaries and all that. He's it's not, not asking. Rules. Yeah. Again, that it's rules for, you know, he, he wants the best for us. He wants us to have an abundant life. The, the things are in there like, you know, husbands loving their wives and all that, that um, as, as their own bodies, those are all meant to be, you know, a protective of that union and of hearts and of, you know, being able to be vulnerability, to be able to grow all that. It's not necessarily meant to be these, this list of rules that keep us from being able to have fun. It's to have have the most joy and the most satisfaction that we can, the abundant life. Mm, My gosh, that's beautiful. And you're reminding people, don't just say you should be doing this. You must be doing this for me. Show your first, your love and your sacrifice for them, but then also ask for your needs to be met too. So I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys have had such a great impact on my life and even more today. So how can our audience also get connected with you? 
You can find us and everywhere we're at on our website, which is expeditionmarriage.org. <laughs> and our biggest presence, like you know, Chris is probably on um, Instagram at expedition underscore marriage. But we have all kinds of resources and our podcasts and our website where you can find everywhere we're at just by going to our website. Okay. That's great. And yes, I love their IG guys. That's so much fun. They do the best reels. I've even shown Wes some of them and he's always like, we have to do this. I'm like, I know we do, but like they're killing it out there and yours are just so beautiful. So thanks for sharing your love story with us guys. Make sure you check out their reels, their website. They've got programs. Thank you so much, Jamie and Chris for your time together with us. We cherish it. Thanks for having us. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are awesome that you are doing your work and you're listening and you're pausing and you're taking deep breaths and you're considering people with different stories than yourself and you're adding in what's helpful and what isn't helpful you're not taking. And that's what Chris, Jamie, and I want for you. And I loved having, just like I said, other voices today to share. Join us next month for the other conversations about physical fitness and beyond as we continue to tackle big issues in marriage. We have in-law issues coming up finances, and so much more. Don't forget to grab our Enneagram and Marriage Planner if you're thinking about wanting to work on these topics week by week with us. And then of course, don't forget to stop by Chris and Jamie's website, listen to their awesome podcast and get on their list so that you can continue to learn from them and their Instagram. Okay, I'll leave that all in the show notes. Have a wonderful day, guys. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.